Welcome to The Power of Data, the podcast by Dun & Bradstreet. Data is everywhere, and there is more created every second of every day. Join us to hear from leaders unlocking the value of data. Welcome back to the latest episode of The Power of Data podcast. It's Louise Kavanagh here from Dun & Bradstreet, and I'm honored today to be joined by Claire Thompson, Head of Data and Analytics at RBS. Thanks for joining us today, Claire. And also, congratulations on your 20 in Data and Technology Award. I understand that you had several nominations from lots of colleagues, so that's always a very good sign. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was hugely honoured when I found out back in June, and it's just amazing. Congratulations again. I wanted to get us started by talking about your career and how you've ended up in the role that you're in now at RBS. And I read that you originally planned to go into accountancy, but then ended up doing a degree in applied stats. Can you sort of give us a little bit of a short version of your career so far and how you've ended up in the data industry? Yeah, so I went to Sheffield Hallam. I did an applied statistics degree, which was a fantastic course. It was a four-year course. The third year was a placement And that really gave me some hands-on experience, which was the really great thing about the degree. It wasn't just the theory, but it gave you the practical application as well. So that really gave me a great start. And then I joined Bradford and Bingley. I was with them for about eight years. Really fantastic company. Very small, very regulated, but gave me a huge opportunity to get involved in a variety of different areas with data. And then moved to Barclays. Was involved in doing a lot of the business intelligence reporting. And my final job there was the strategy and planning director for all of the distribution channels. So branch network, digital, and all of the customer contact centers. So a hugely fascinating role. Mm-hmm. You know, branch design was part of that as well, which again was something perhaps a little different outside of data analytics. But again, you know, just hugely interesting. I then worked for a really small little company called Beyond Analysis. So small big data consultancy, 50 employees in the UK at that period in time. Visa at the point were a partner in the company. So we're using huge volumes of data with yeah. all Visa as well to, to drive more insights, but very different culture, you know, five dogs running around the office, <laughs> beer fridge. So really good. And then five years ago, joined RBS. And it's been a hugely enjoyable career there. Most recently, back in September, I've just taken on a new role. So I'm now heading up all of the data analytics team for the commercial and private bank. So my career's always broadly been in financial services and always had a theme of data analytics and just one that I find hugely enjoyable. Yeah, and I think that there's definitely an FS sort of theme with financial services there, but it just shows you how data runs through that industry so much. Like it's the lifeblood really of yeah. the, how the it, industry works. Even my placement was in financial services because I actually worked for Eagle Star and Zurich Financial Services. So yeah, it's always been there. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that with us. Talking back to sort of data and analytics, what is it about data and analytics that you find so exciting and interesting? And what do you think has been the sort of one of the biggest or the biggest changes and developments in the recent years with sort of AI and machine learning and well, the massive amount of data that's available as well. (laughs) So the most exciting thing about data for me is the variety. I look for roles that have variety in them and that's what data brings. You can do anything from fraud to finances to risk. You can do customer experience within there. There's a whole data governance angle to it, data management. And it's that variety and different applications for me that make it hugely exciting. And not just within financial services, but insurance or advertising. It's, it's across the board. 
The advances as well, it's really changed from when I first started out over 20 years ago to now with new tools and infrastructure coming in, which mean that the compute power and the storage are enabling us to do things that we would have never been able to do when I started out in my career. And again, that's that variety and that excitement that comes in by, you know, beginning to demonstrate to the business new insights or new information that they've never seen before. So yeah, it's hugely exciting. It's a great industry to be working in. I think financial services and sort of the data side as well. Really, really interesting. Although I'm probably biased given <laughs> what we do. But <laughs> the other thing I wanted to ask you about is the, the sort of regulatory environment. So obviously there's the regulation in the financial services space, but we've got loads more data becoming available with GDPR coming in. Is that sort of changing how you and your team work and how you find the sort of the most valuable insights from the data that the huge amounts of data that are available? Yeah, obviously it does. You know, with the introduction of GDPR, yes, there were changes that we made as an organisation to make sure that we're complying with the new policies and procedures coming in. And I think that's a, a good thing to make sure that the industry is being regulated in that way. And I think it's also, as we now move forward, there's bigger ethical debates coming in. So as I mentioned, with the sort of size and scale of, you know, that we compute power that we can now bring, that's, as I said, bringing new information. But it also, just because we can do something doesn't mean to say we should. And I think that's going to be a really interesting point as we now move forward into the future. And organisations and regulators are going to have to think about, okay, so what would that mean? Um, So, for example, if we are able to start predicting companies that are perhaps in financial distress, what do we then do about that that information, not just necessarily about that company, but about the supply chain that they're in as well? So, yeah, it's a hugely interesting It's a really interesting debate, the whole data ethics piece. And I think there's a real balance to be had, isn't there, between, you know, there's more data than ever and a drive for sort of openness and transparency. But then you've got to balance that with the regulation and the private data and the personal information. It's it's really hard for businesses to sort of find that that line. It is. And and obviously, when you see in in the news where data hasn't been used in the right way or there hasn't been transparency, that doesn't help you know, that then makes it a lot harder for where you are trying to use data for good. So yeah, it's tricky, (laughs) but we're getting there. So the other thing I wanted to talk about, and given that we're at the Women in Data Conference Day, and diversity is the topic of the day. Yeah, Alison Rose started this month as new CEO of RBS. First ever female boss of one of the top banks. So It'd be great to hear your thoughts on that, but also as a senior leader at RBS, you know, how important is the sort of diversity agenda to you and, and your teams and how you operate? On Alison first, hugely excited that Alison is now CEO of RBS. And as you said, first female of a big four bank within the UK. It's really amazing. But we've also got a female CFO as well. You know, I've been in this industry a long time. It is predominantly male dominated so now to have that female it's just I think it's a hugely exciting opportunity so watch this space yeah Yeah, watch this space Um, I think Alison's really good I really like her I think she's going to be a great leader for the organization and so in terms of your team and your career do you think there's still barriers that need to be especially in financial services and the data side of things do you think the world is changing have you seen a change in the last few years yeah it's definitely changing I've been very fortunate in my career to have had lots of really great female leaders as well So it is male dominated, but for some reason, I've just been fortunate to have a lot of female bosses as well. Great male bosses, you know, a balance. 
but it has shifted you know where I would perhaps be the only female in the room at my level that's now beginning to shift which is really great and that does bring a very different dynamic into the room as well once you start to get that balance so I'm hugely passionate about diversity and inclusion and you know that's one of the things that we try to sort of focus on to make sure that the recruitment we're doing you know the advertisements that go out are you know gender balanced and in the interview process we're getting a balance between you know, a male and a female colleague interviewing together to make sure there's balance as well. So yeah, I think we're seeing really big shifts, really interesting, you know, things like paternity leave coming in, fathers in our organisation taking extended leave to look after children, flexible working, those things are beginning to make a real difference. They weren't around when I first had my kids. So yeah, it's really good to see. Yeah. And events like today, I mean, that they're great support as well. I mean, there's so many sessions today about to help empower people and build their skill set and, and just help women on that next stage up in their career in the data industry. There's so much more stuff now available to support people. It's incredible. So I was actually involved in the first event back in 2015. They've just opened up today talking about the rain and the tent and the, the leaking roof. But it was really exciting for me to be involved at that point. There was 150 people in that room and you walk into the room today. I've not been able to attend for the last couple of years, but you walk into the room today and it's just huge looking at all of the attendees over a thousand people it's just incredible what racial machine have actually done to build that out it's very empowering to walk in this morning and it's a sea of red because <coughs> everyone's wearing a bit of red today because <laughs> it's the fifth annual event but also just yeah it's real energy in the room and mm-hmm. it's it's great to be here and lucky that we've been invited to take part i know that we've got a limited time with you one final question i had that we've um, asked a few of our interviewees in the past is there someone who's really supported or inspired you in your career or some piece of advice that that you can pass on to our listeners as a final nugget to leave them with? So in my career, one of the sort of key transformational moments that I had was actually having a sponsor. A lady called Helen Satchdev sponsored me into a senior position at Barclays, really stretched me beyond where I thought I was capable of. But she believed in me and she said, I know you can do this. And I need you to believe that you can now do it. And uh, I would recommend, you know, yes, mentors are really important, but it's also that sponsorship as well. Having those people around you that are really going to help you up and, you know, really champion you as well. So that that made a massive difference for me. Great. That's a lovely point to end on. And we all need a champion behind us, <laughs> whether it's personal or at work. <laughs> uh, and I must mention it, yeah, at home as well, because that's, you know, a huge thing. So, yeah. Well, thank you again, Claire. It's been great. I only wish we could talk for longer. <laughs> thank you. Find out more about how Dun & Bradstreet can help your business be better. Contact us at marketinguk at dnb.com. And remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts.